Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Now, as part of Marketing March, I have with me the one and only Alex Curtis from the Lead Engine. Now, if you're in the mortgage space, you're probably very familiar with Alex. But in a recap, what he does at the Lead Engine is helps mortgage advisors generate leads through their website. So I thought what better person to speak to about how mortgage advisors that listen to this can start generating leads. So we're going to talk through a few areas, including... I don't want to call it the dark art of SEO, but the I think there's a lot of myths around SEO. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people in the industry that are trying to pull people over their wool over their eyes with SEO. So I've got Alex here, and he's done a fantastic episode on his podcast about SEO and just really simplifying it for everybody, which is really good. So Alex, welcome to the podcast. Hello, mate. Thanks for having me. It's very organized to sort of plan out what you know when you're going to publish your episodes and doing a whole marketing march thing. I'm very impressed. Well, this is the first first episode in 100 episodes that we've done that. So it sounds good, but it's the first time <laughs> we've ever done it. <laughs> nice, nice. I what just was that be... about pulling wool over people's eyes? <laughs> well, we'll edit that bit out. And we'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. I did mean to say there, when pulling wool over their eyes, the lead engine, they do not do that. I just want to get that clear before we start because... We'll get into SEO, but I think you're in agreement with me that it can be a very tricky subject, can't it? Yes, and I, th- and I think what would what be good actually to explain, you know, there's this whole thing that SEO takes time and actually mm-hmm. just understanding some of the real basic fundamentals of why one website you could publish a page and it'd be position one, page one tomorrow, and another one, it would never get there. And mm-hmm the differences probably between there and, and when you under kind of understand that and it is fairly simple logic as well there is no and you you know so I think if people know that and know whether it is worth investing in it at this point or whether actually mm-hmm. doing something uh, about it I think that would be really useful for people to know yeah we'll get into that and I've, I've got a few questions that I'm hoping I'm going to pry some of that information from you <laughs> okay. so before we get into the nitty-gritty could you give us a bit of a background as to how you started in the industry and how the lead engine started? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I I went to uni um, and doing thinking that I was going to be the next Christopher Nolan. He was like my hero film, a massive film geek, and that's where all the oh, okay. Batman stuff comes from. Oh, you can't <laughs> the Batman, Batman chair, the Batman chair, uh, and like Batman notepads and pencil cases and everything like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, that is an old school pencil case. That, that is one. an old school, old school indeed. I've got the matching notepad for it, but everything um, Batman uh, comes from my love of Christopher Nolan being a mm-hmm. total film geek. So I went there doing that and then kind of realised that if you if you want to get into the film industry, you're going to be running coffee around for people in London for like minimum wage. My cat mm-hmm. has joined us, by the way. Um, <laughs> and um, didn't want to do that. But we in your first year of uni, you pretty much do all sorts of different areas. <laughs> we see the cat sorts, popping yeah. up. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that yeah. there's two ginger ears that popped up yeah, on the air. Absolutely. Uh... Ignores me all day and then... When I want to, like, yeah, exactly. That's the thing with cats. Um, so you do all these sort of different things, in, especially in your first year. Like we did one module on like wiring a plug. It's like, what's that got to do with anything? Okay. Um, 
but we did things on in Photoshop, like designing posters and DVD covers. And we did, um, of course, on like coding websites. Um, so I kind of got into that. And we were at that point, it was like coding a website in like notepad, like literally raw old school coding, HTML proper. and CSS. And yeah, exactly. Um, and then I was like, that kind of interested me. So I started working, got a part time job at a uh, an agency while I was there. I've never been so rich, actually, when I was at uni, because I worked in Argos Call Centre. I had this other job, and then my mum was paying my rent, and I was, like, <laughs> loaded. Yeah. Uh, I would have scrambled egg and smoked salmon for lunch when I was a student. <laughs> um, so I was doing doing that, and then when I finished uni, I got another job sort of locally at an agency, and it was in that sort of digital marketing world. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our clients was a company called The Money Shop, so a payday loan lender, which is a bit sort of murky um, version of the kind of financial services, but they launched a online pawnbroker. And that was like a big digital project that involved kind of the the FCA, um, although they were called something else at the time. So this was like 2008 sort of time. Mm-hmm. Just having that experience in financial services would open up more roles in it. So when I went okay. in um, sort of 2013, 14, went on my own, um, it was at that point just that I'd dealt with compliance um, mm-hmm. that got me some work. So I think where things got interesting for me and where the lead engine sort of came about is one of my early clients was um, a local company in Peterborough. They had loads, basically had massive budget, loads of money, mm-hmm. um, big call center of advisors. And I would go in at that point, it was just me. I was contracting and I would go into the offices and, and help people with their marketing and things. Uh, they were spending a lot of money. They had this um, beautiful looking website. So it's like no expense spared on how things look very nice looking beautiful website um spending lots of money and basically the issue was like lead quality so they would get some leads but it wasn't it wasn't profitable so i spent some time um inside the business and always kind of learned that you you learn most actually just listening to sales people listening to sales conversations and so I was working with like the trainer in the call center there and we were listening to the calls coming in you'd have like the referral calls coming in really warm really friendly they would convert very high percentage of those as most advisors do and then you'd hear the web leads and it was like chalk and cheese Mm-hmm. and both people needed advice just as much as the other so in terms of quality it wasn't that that was a poor person it was just that mm. person wasn't bought in as much so basically what we what we did is just spent a bit of time is like working out why were the referrals so good and deconstructing that um and then mm-hmm. we started we changed the website based on what we found and then that worked and then those web leads coming in were much warmer much better quality because they were open to the conversation mm-hmm. um but ultimately there were kind of like things that i mean it's really simple but it's like um whenever the referrals came in they always asked for an advisor so they didn't care who the company was like no one mentioned the company they always said like oh, i need to speak to bob or i need to speak to mary my friend right Julie said, oh, I need to speak to Chris or whatever. Right, I see what you mean. So the reason that they had called is they successfully heard that their friend, someone else has successfully worked with them and it was good. So that was the reason mm-hmm. why they called. 
Um, a lot of them, they all had a specific situation, though. So their friend had something similar, like, you know, with mortgages, financial advice, you know, it's never cookie cutter, is it? Everyone's got their own mm-hmm. situation. So they all sort of rang and was like, I'm not sure if you can help me, but, you know, Joe said speak to Dave or whatever. Um, it's all very specific situation. They were all, you could feel them relax into the call when they heard that the advisor wasn't going to sell something straight away, that they were listening, that they were advising. So we basically yeah. pulled all these things together and we're like, right, so how can we replicate this? And so we didn't spend any more money. We didn't change who we were getting our ads in front of and things like that. We just changed what was on the website. We made the advisors the main focus because we knew that nobody cared who the company was. It was they they trusted a person. Mm-hmm. And then we featured the reviews because we knew that it was really important to people that they'd been successful, like someone else has been successfully helped. And we knew that we couldn't just send people to the homepage and just talk broadly about a mortgage or about whatever. We've got to give like specific examples, like self-employed mortgages or whatever. Everyone had a specific problem. We combine it all together. And then we more than halved the cost to acquire a client. We were getting more leads through. So we weren't spending any more money. We were just convincing were more just... people that, that we're worth speaking to. And then the advisor would do the rest of the job. So it's just a, a process. So I know we're going to talk about SEO today. Mm-hmm. No point in getting more free traffic if that's not going to convert into leads. So our, you know, I'd, I'd learned all the technical SEO stuff for about a decade and ads mm-hmm. and things like that. But it wasn't until probably 2014 that understood actually what makes... What made a good client a, a good lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is a, in terms of a good lead. Because quality is in the sort of... They've got to think you're good quality as well as you thinking they're good quality for it, the conversation to happen. If that makes it's sense. really interesting you were talking there when you were talking about you were helping somebody with their website, but instead of delving into the website for that whole day when you were deconstructing the calls, you yeah. never actually looked at the website. You looked at what the clients were saying, yeah, yeah, found exactly. out what that's really interesting. Cause when we speak to people about social media, the best social media content is answering the questions that people are asking you on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, so ignore, you, you could have gone down all the bells and whistles. You could have changed the cost per click. You could, you know what I mean? You could yeah, have yeah, improved exactly, that. Yeah. You could have done this. But actually, go back to basics and go, what What do my clients actually want to hear from me? And I suppose that can be used across your website, across social, across your print adverts. Exactly. It's really interesting that, yeah, although you specialize in the websites, you took a st- step back and looked at the clients. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So you, that was 2013. Now we're in 2023. So what, your business has been going like 10 years now? Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Huge. So we, I think we went went turned into a, a limited company in 2017. But I sort of left my job, my last agency job, and went sort of self employed at that 2013 mm-hmm. 14 mark. So technically, yeah, still still the same, still the same thing. I used to work with all sorts of like I did a lot in like sports products and things back in the oh, day. Okay. So it wasn't really that's until we the lead engine was like, you know initially sort of set up it was like we only do financial services now that's the thing we want to that's what you're focusing on and that was going to be my next question what do you how do you help mortgage advisors now what do you do for them well it's i think you you summed it up brilliantly earlier it was like well it's replicating that process for the you know it's your your website can so a lot of people will you know buying leads is is easy Mm -hmm. and it's you feel safer because it's I'll get a lead for X pounds. Mm-hmm. And then 
Whereas when you're marketing, you like you could spend X pounds and not get any leads. So I think it's everyone's second choice, unless they've got a real issue with lead uh, lead buyers or they've been burnt before. Um, it's kind of because it's a bit more unknown. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's way more profitable doing it yourself, but it's like it's the, we fear the unknown, don't we? So I think yep. a lot of people don't know what. I mean, I speak to some people and they're like, I don't believe that people search online for mortgage advice and actually inquire. And it's like, I take it for granted that they do. That they they, do, yeah. I think we have to to get out of our own way sometimes. In my head, I'm sometimes thinking, oh, nobody would do that. But then actually, there's a lot of... Because I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like, we're not, we're all very different. Um, So it's, it's like, I, so the thing that drives me really is like, I've I've seen the other side of it. I've had lead sellers wanting me to help them set up like a website that is a like a fake government brand. So wow, it's just horrific. Because it's, it's so like, bad. And yeah, it, that's just... why leads. You question, and a lot a lot of mortgage advisors are doing that now. Are questioning the quality of these leads. Yeah, because if they do come through a dodgy, in in inverted commas, government website. What is going to be the quality of that lead? And you've yeah, paid sixty you, quid for a lead that's you'll a get rubbish. Fined for it now as well, you know, with the whole consumer duty, um, mm-hmm. you need to you need to show that you've even if you're buying leads now, you need to the lead seller needs to demonstrate every step of that journey for you to because um, you're now part of that journey, mm-hmm. whether you're designing the bit they're getting anyway. Um, so yeah, and it's just like why, yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, just the thought of, I always think the thought of my mum, she's 74, if she was searching for equity release, found her like a dodgy calculator, but took like sort of tricked her into putting the details in, and then they sell those details to multiple advisors, and then she's getting, her phone's getting hammered, um, and she's like then panicking and then actually sort of clams up and doesn't want to do anything at all. I think that's horrific. Yeah, it's not not um, the right way to deal. It's with not the people. right. It's no good for anyone. It's no good for the people that spent money buying the lead. It's no good for people like my mum. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you just there's an easy way to do it. Like yeah, you know, just promote you promote your own company, and that's what yeah. we're going to speak about today. How to do exactly. that on the website. Be interesting to speak to you about the consumer do- duty and see how mm-hmm. that will affect. Will it affect the way that you help people? Will you have to be more inclined with the compliance point of view? Um, no, because we're very, uh, for, for us personally, it's a very transparent, it's very clear. We do everything via our clients' websites and always have them. Mm-hmm. So you search for mortgage broker near me, you see our clients add to their website from their mm-hmm. ad account that is there that ad has been approved by their compliance and that goes to their website that we have built with them that features them and their advisors we interview the advisors on you talked about the Q&A thing earlier you talked about answering questions we um it's this integrates your SEO and social media together it's like you find the frequently googled questions on specific topics that's what Mm -hmm. people want to know ask the advisors the advisors give the answers and we record it in a podcast like this so that when someone clicks on that ad, they can get to know an advisor because, you know, as we, you know, back in 2013, 14, that was the most important reason why people rang. Um, mm-hmm. So we, they get to know the advisor because they don't care what the company's called. Um, okay, who they're going to speak to, that they're a nice person, that they want to help them. Um, everything's completely transparent and that gets cheaper. 
leads it gets better quality leads mm-hmm. and it's just very transparent so the only difference we've got to do is um uh, give more screenshots in fact we don't because it all goes everything gets compliant signed off anyway so for us yeah. in terms of a process point of view this is great because this is what we want it's a transparent we want everything transparent yeah. and then I was going to say you were talking about the podcast episode because we've dealt with quite a few clients that have dealt with you guys, like Rebus, for example. Yeah. They had they have um, on their website a little podcast episode. And I think it's great because, again, we take it for granted that we are nice people. And mm. as a mortgage broker, somebody shouldn't feel worried to pick up the phone to you. Yeah. But they do. I liken it to, say, if um, you just started driving and you're going to the mechanics for the first time to get yeah, an OT. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You are, I, I remember I taking my white Metro in that cost me 625 quid yeah. and I was crapping myself because I thought yeah. they're going to rip me off here. Yet if there was a social channel or a website that had a little video of John who owned the garage and was just talking about, I get to hear his voice, I might get to see who he is and I might learn a bit about a football yeah. team that he supports. I'd much rather likely to use John at that mechanics than I would at Bob down the road. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. this is where it is really useful. We've got to, again, get out of our own way to say, we actually do need to tell people who we are and what we do. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just assuming that they're going to pick the phone up to us because we think we're a nice company to deal with. That's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it. Same thing like tradespeople, builders. You know, if they've got you you've got a tradesperson with a YouTube channel that shows you how to put your fence up in your garden, mm-hmm. um, and that he's he's not putting any sort of sales pitch on that. It's like this is if you want, it, and then be like that. And if he's locally, that's the person that I would want to put the fence up in my garden. So I could yeah. kind of know what he's like. We we fear the unknown, and we a lot of people this if they've not been referred, it's because their friends not used a broker and they haven't used a broker. That's why they're searching. So they are. You are on the back foot. You got to prove yourself. You got to prove that you're a decent human, and that you're not mm-hmm. like a sleazy car salesman. Exactly. Um, and they're much more likely. People. It think, can happen. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And you can then charge. I'm not going to get into the fee debate, but mm-hmm. if you are charging fees, could you charge more because they trust you compared to somebody else that they? There might be a fee-free broker, and there might be a charging broker. If they trust you and you're a charging broker, they're probably more likely to use you than the fee-free one because you've added value to them. Yeah, I mean, the thing is we don't buy things based on the price, otherwise we'd all drive the cheapest car around, yeah, wouldn't we? You point. know, So there's, it's never we, – we don't see like – um, you know, obviously the people do search for fee-free brokers and fee-free brokers that advertise for that search perform better than – charging ones in mm-hmm. terms of a lead generation point of view we don't see the um fees as a a block to mm-hmm. getting just getting different leads. clients yeah yeah we've got fee free brokers we've got ones that charge charge a fee charge a decent fee and it's it's not not uh, which in terms of the most important factors of the amount of leads the quality the cost i wouldn't even put fee price in the top five factors wow of things interesting better, yeah yeah, because oh, we've gone off on a bottom, bit of a tangent it, there. But... Maybe, yeah, I know, yeah, but I suppose it is. <laughs> That's me, mate. <laughs> when you no, say, oh, we might, we, we only need half an hour. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I would say, unless there's a big change and the FCA say you have to prominently put your fees in massive bold writing at the top, and mm-hmm. everyone's got that, and people then compare three websites, then I think it may become a factor. But because we're putting our fees, 
um, you know, in our in the footer, and we don't have to put a massive badge at the top, then you could imagine if you're looking at three websites and there's a big badge, our fees are this, then then that would make might make a difference. People think about it more, but at the moment, I don't see it as a as a as a huge one. But it obviously depends what they're searching for. We'll see what happens in the future. Right, let's get on to SEO because this is something that I really want to speak about and I know a lot of people are listening in um, for that specific reason. So SEO, can you give us a quick 60 seconds into what SEO is for anybody that hasn't come across the term before? Yes, I mean, um, basically what it is, is you're you're optimizing your website. Your website is, is SEO essentially to, if someone searches for something, that you've got a better chance of being at the top. Mm-hmm. of on on google or bing or any other search engine you know that's kind of what it is so um, so when people search it in you've got the adverts at the top and then yeah. we're talking about the response so if you typed in mortgage advising in they were talking about the ones beneath the yeah, google so my businesses you've yeah. got so there's there's a slight there's a slight thing there so you've got like local seo because when someone searches like a mortgage broke for a mortgage broker or mortgage advice, mortgage advisor, Google Maps comes up and actually shows a local result. Mm-hmm. And there are so there are some searches that Google deems as a local service, and some like remortgaging Google deems as a national service. So there's like national results, and there are other searches where there's local, but it's all SEO. It's all the search engine. You're still trying to get, you know, SEO is essentially trying to get higher, getting more free traffic because it doesn't cost anything for the click itself. It mm-hmm. costs you time to or money to, to do these to things. get there okay so leading into that perfect lead into what are three things that somebody could do to their website today for free that would help them with seo and it's this isn't black or white this isn't going to make you jump to page one but it will help the seo what would you recommend um so i think for mortgage advisors you know your google reviews the google because google maps comes up Google mm-hmm. reviews is something you can do that's totally free. It's not technical. You don't have to change your website. It's, it's Google wants to show three local firms on Google Maps when someone searches for a mortgage broker. The person with the most reviews in, in that location wins. Mm-hmm. So that would be the, the thing. Um, I think we, we might need to kind of cover like, because there is, there is some people that could make some changes and they would they could go to page one tomorrow, and there's some people could follow all the advice and not move at all. So I don't know whether we should cover kind of that. Off. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's that's talk cool, about that because it's I think that's where the confusion comes in. And then maybe the three the three things that you need to get on page one are not necessarily changes to your website. So the three, so like the Google algorithm's got ridiculous amounts of things that it looks for. Um, but at the end of the day, they won the war of the search engines against Ask Jeeves and Alta Vista and everyone that set up at that time. They weren't the first mm-hmm. search engine. It wasn't like they were the first one to come out and we all used it. It's because Alta Vista, you would search for taxis and you get pizza companies. You know, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good oh, search really? engine. Yeah, yeah. So it was like Google gave the best result. So for them, they're all, for that is their job. They make all the ad revenue because they... We use Google because it always gives us a good response. So they will mm-hmm. always want to do that. What they're looking for is the page, not the website. They're looking for a page with the best answer to the query. So if I'm searching what documents do I need for a self-employed mortgage, they're looking for the best page, not necessarily the best website, um, from a reliable source. 
So this is kind of where your domain comes in and okay. your website is tied into it. So the reliable source element is this is the thing that takes time. Because if I was, because I could, um, so a friend of ours, mine and Tom's in the business, works for a government um website and a, a proper one not one not a fake one uh, a proper one and <laughs> Disclaimer. They, they have they are reliable source so they've got this thing called domain authority whereas he uh, he was chatting to us the other day he's like i'll put a calculator live and it's position one on google the next day because they've got this thing authority so they are a reliable source and not just because they're government it doesn't necessarily need to be a government source that domain has authority so when Google's kind of looking for the best page is the reliable source thing that can have a big impact. Right. So the Google says domain authority isn't a thing, um, but we just know from experience that it is. So mm -hmm. there are some tools that you can use to check your domain's authority. So if you just Google domain authority checker, I think there's 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 one called website SEO checker. We'll give the link. Yes, yeah, that'd says, be fair. Uh, they give you a score out of 100, which we find quite accurate. So if you've got a brand new company, brand new website, brand new domain, you'll have DA domain authority of zero. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you could have an amazingly coded website brilliantly, you could just spend a fortune on a, like an amazing SEO person to make the perfectly coded website, and then get the best SEO writer to write the best SEO article for a specific search. Um, so you've done all the right things in your control, but then you publish it and it's nowhere on Google because mm -hmm. you haven't got the authority. Okay, Because there's no trust for that there's website no because trust. it's only yeah, been around like for a, a few days. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. So if you if you were in Google's position, why would you trust a brand new website? You've got to earn mm -hmm. the right, right? Yeah. Um, so I think when you understand that and you can understand that you can build authority over the time, you know, you with things like PR. So it used to be when Google originally launched, it used to be, how many links you have from other websites okay so you, and then what people did they would cheat is they would buy load of domains and link back to their website and then that's why they were top in fact we interviewed a guy who was top for life insurance quotes organically yeah. because they cheated the algorithm the algorithm changed and then they tumbled dropped off. <laughs> so um you, so it's so basically what we've always taking this approach so don't try and cheat because you you might win for five minutes but then mm -hmm. you know this guy was selling his business and it wipes off millions of valuation on his business yeah, basically the, the the sale went uh, fell through um so i suppose the next question like, how do you build authority is probably the, the next question then isn't it <laughs> yeah. so so it's like a time fine is wine. one of them yeah time exactly yeah it's like your domain age is like a fine wine so the longer it's been around so my advice would be if you've got if you haven't launched your website at the minute and you're like you're you're sort of launching it's like oh, i'm delaying it because it's not perfect the quicker you get it indexed by google even if it's not perfect in your eyes no one's going to see it anyway unless you tell them about very it. good point yeah yep. get it live get it signed off compliantly Mm -hmm. and then tell Google it's there. And then the worst case scenario is it will show for when someone searches for your name. You you need to do quite a bit of work for this site to be seen, especially when you've got a zero authority and it's brand new. So like, don't, your site's never going to be perfect. You should always be building on it and making it more perfect um, over time. The quicker you get it indexed, the quicker that stopwatch starts for you to build that age and kind of authority 
Um, and then like we, we have to experiment because Google won't tell us. So we have to work these things out. We do know that people with more reviews on Trustpilot and Google reviews seem to have a higher domain authority. That seems to go hand in hand. Also things like PR. So people, so with the, um, I don't know if you've done an episode with the news page guys, or have you seen? Yes. Page? Yeah. Jay. Yeah. Yeah. So they've been, so I, um, uh, spoke to a guy who small small business one man brokerage really low da so we had a sales con i said it's probably not worth it because the domain authority is so low you'd be spending a lot of money take too long etc um and then he's been featured a lot in the news and then his domain authority has gone way higher because his brand has been featured he's been getting some links from high authority sites back to his building yeah. his so he's becoming a reliable source of information because he's being featured on other websites so just sorry just to break that down for anybody mm. that ha- doesn't know what's happening there so newspage uk have a listen to the the one of the episodes with jay from newspage what they do is they feature you on um, say the times with yeah. a a quote and then what it will be is if mike's mike smith has written this part of the article he's from smith's mortgages and there'll be a link on the word Smith's Mortgages that will direct people to Smith's Mortgages yeah. website. That's how they get they yeah. get that and that's authority, like don't they? That's what we backlink. call a backlink, yeah. So the authority comes through there. The, so Google will also, even mentions of the name as well, will get picked oh, okay. up, even that's if it doesn't mean so. There's like, because because people like, I say people like me, I've never, I've always gone down the route of like, if we try and treat, there's no point, we'll always get mm-hmm. found out. But there are people like me in terms of that work in this space that were always trying to hack the algorithm, cheat the algorithm, mm-hmm. find the weak spots. So they um, that's why they have those algorithm updates and why that guy fell off a cliff. So Google's looking for natural. So not all of your features are going to have a link. If all of your mentions of your name have a link, that seems unnatural. Mm-hmm. If it's on loads of, so it's just kind of like, don't try and force this you can people will sell you backlinks and things like that it's like there's no there's no over you can't become an overnight success in business mm-hmm. in anything unless you win the lottery or, or or whatever so it's kind of like just have being mindful of it if the more it's worthwhile being featured if i can and this could build over time it's the, the that authority element is when people say seo takes time that's the bit that takes time to increase to build um, that authority so yeah don't think oh if i go and get featured in the daily mail once my authority will blow <laughs> yeah. up it's like this is a there's no silver bullet is the no. i think that's to any thinking yeah. people have never built their mortgage brokerage from one to 50 no. advisors overnight that no, has taken spend time. time or money it's one or the other or both yeah. and or both and or both, both. Yeah. um so, that's so we've like spoken the, about Google reviews. We've spoken yeah. about the authority. That's really that's yeah. really interesting. I've learned a lot there on, on yeah. how that works. I think works. your content as well, if you create really good content, you need to create really good, because Google's looking for the specific page that answers the question that someone searches the best. Mm-hmm. So if you've got the best answer, you're going to build authority over time because that will get noticed. Um, mm-hmm. It will get, you know, people will share it with their friends. If you've got Google Analytics installed on your website, Google knows how long people are reading this page for. So you'll build authority over time by having really good content as well. Mm-hmm. And don't, it really winds me up when people say, oh, people haven't got time to read content. People don't spend, they bloody well do, like especially <laughs> if they need a mortgage. <laughs> They will do their research. So having that content is really worthwhile. 
Um, and and I think when we're searching for something in particular, for example, if you were, if there was a news article released about Christopher Nolan, you would read <laughs> yeah, that from read top to bottom. Yeah, with the amount of time Very... I spent looking at Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantum Mania, <laughs> because it was coming out, is ridiculous. That's it. Uh, Whereas if you've got somebody, say, if yours there's a client sat at home and they they really want this dream house, but they are a doctor they would yeah, spend absolutely. time reading that post about being a doctor and having a mortgage yeah. because ultimately it helps them get their dream house. Yeah. So if they're a again, locum doctor with doctors, there's so many like different, if they're employed, non-employed, everyone is in the default position that they think they can't get a mortgage and they won't ring you up to find out if you they yeah. just, it's not like, Oh, I'll get the yellow pages out and find a broken. I'll ring one. It's like, oh, we will look online to see what's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're not a contributor to that, then you're going to be missing out. You, you are missing and, out. And I think what happens is what I've noticed, and this is me running my business as well, is mm. people won't pick up the phone to you and say, I have recently seen your article or I have re recently yeah, no, seen yeah, your yeah. post and I'm phoning because that has been the call to action for me to call you. So you don't realize how much effect those blog articles or that page on your website mm. is benefiting you in business because people won't tell you. Yeah. And that's, yeah, just ba basic understanding that that's where things like Google Analytics comes into play and is really helpful. Just the problem is with these tools is they look so uh, they're, they're overwhelming when you go in them. Um, mm -hmm. But there are just some basic things to look at just to find out um, what's working. So install not. analytics onto the website. Oh, 100%, that helps. Yeah. 100%, that, yeah. Even if you're not reading those yeah. um figures google has seen that you've made the forward step of putting yeah putting it onto their website they'll know like how long people are reading your content for and then if you do eventually want to work with someone to help that they can see the data they can see what was what was happening before in the past and then yeah. if you do spend money and hire someone then you can see the improvements you can like it's data it's black and white you can see see what's going on yeah Going to the local SEO, so talking about Google My Business. Mm -hmm. So whenever you search for a mortgage broker, you'll have your top three people that come mm -hmm. up. Do you speak to people much about, I call it the social media part of Google, where you can upload posts? Yeah, the posts. Yeah, absolutely. Does that help? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so a lot of people, especially if you've if you've got a low amount of reviews and you're sort of in the middle of nowhere um, and there's not, like, there's not like a someone completely dominating the market, um, yeah, we do a lot of coaching with people. So we do a lot of people that aren't, you know, I said earlier, there was someone that we couldn't help because they weren't ready. Uh, like we couldn't help like the that. agency side. Um, but because we've got this mission, as we said earlier, that we don't, we want to kind of get rid of this dirty lead uh, gen kind of thing where people are selling dodgy leads. Like mm -hmm. our, you know, the reason we have our podcast and the reason we, you know, we've got to, we can't just be selfish and work with the big firms that, you know, so one of the part, you know, we've got this industry has been amazing for me, uh, my family and like our, um, you know, our employees and everything. But we've got to give back as well. So we do training for um, a lot of people. Uh, mm -hmm. And there's one of our clients has actually got franchisees and they've sort of got their own business and we've got a training platform for them. And we push okay. it with them a lot and they push it with them because they know and they are constantly on when we do these little drop in sessions, they're always saying, oh, you got, got to do those Google uh, my business posts because I keep getting people that you see the views. It, it's, it's easy because the analytics, I think because the analytics like social, 
the analytics are a bit easier to understand, aren't so, they? There's less analytical stuff that they can see it. And I think Google Moves is great because it's that snapshot, which I wish Google Analytics had. Yes, like a like, simplified oh, wow, version. I've been, I've been visible I've this amount of time. I've had this many clicks. I've had this many phone calls and, and stuff. So, yeah, very long answer to <laughs> question i should have said yes yes yes, yeah no it's interesting because we speak to our clients about it and if you've ever seen it if search social for brokers in google and you'll see my business on the right hand side and if you scroll down at the bottom there's like a carousel of Mm. photos and it's i call it like the google social media platform and not many people know about it but what happens is if you upload a post to that google see you as practicing what they want you to be doing so it's almost like google give you a bit of a tick and it helps it won't shoot you to the top but it does help your ranking doesn't it yeah i think Uh, the way i see those is like it's you're not necessarily sending signals out to clients it's you're sending a signal out to google i've got google my business which is connected to my location to my business it's the one way you can tell google you're still open for business mm-hmm. so many businesses close and no one's gonna be like oh my business is closed i'll just make sure i'll deactivate my google my business profile nobody does so those yeah. are dormant accounts is one way to say that this is we're we're, we're still trading because we're still yeah. posting is the only way so yeah that signal to google is definitely a really good way of saying, so google my business yeah. sorry now, I was going to say, if you're creating social posts with, with you or you're doing them yourselves or whatever, then just use those. You don't have to create new content. To, to Definitely. Use just, and use Instagram. something like, like Buffer, because Buffer has the capability mm. now where you can post you can post static visuals to Google My Business, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Yeah. You can't post videos to Google My Business from Buffer. Yeah. But get a Buffer account, guys. If you're not using us, it's free. You can post up to three accounts, 10 posts for free. Go and post them to Google My Business. It's mm, nice. it's a huge help. So we talked Google My Business. We've talked about domain authority. Is there anything else that people can do with their website or their domain that can help at the moment? Yeah. So when the the kind of the three th- main things to rank are is the code, the content, of the authority, and the authority we've talked a lot about. So content is. Um, where I think people just do the minimum. Like I mean, mm-hmm. you look at so many and you you do need that. You need it for Google, but you also need it for humans as well. Because we said earlier, they want to do their research. Yeah, It's really simple. Like if you want to work with subprime, bad credit, do a search for Google, bad credit mortgages. It says on there, people also search for this. And there's a load of questions. And then click on the arrow down, it'll give you more questions. It's like, this is yeah. what people want to know. The, it's called people also ask, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, people also yeah. ask. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's what people want to know. So you can use software. I mean, we've got software. We've got like the volume of searches and the difficulty to rank. But if you're just doing this yourself and you just want to get the ball rolling, then that's your, you know, they've ordered it in what's most popular. frequency yeah so just make even if it's the i think the thing is you've got to answer the questions even though it's a no so the one is like people still search are self-cert mortgages still available mm-hmm. even if it's you don't want to attract those sort of people even if the answer is like a flat no people are still searching for that so if you're creating a self-employed mortgage page and you don't answer that question <laughs> it's not the best page on the I internet can... for self-employed mortgages because you're not you're not, and I can just see no, one page. Good. Are self-cert mortgages still available? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. start again. I bet you but can no, say you no. This is why you know they're self-employed. You know they're looking for mortgage. You may need yeah. to get yourself ready. 
Um, mm. But you need to know this is if you want to have a quick chat and we can just say, see where you are, because you could do some stuff with your accountant now, not to minimize, you know, there's the video mm. there. There's a whole thing there. Yes, it's not going to give you a lead tomorrow, but by covering everything off in that area of seven-point mortgages, you'll, you'll never rank if you don't, you know. And you've got to answer those questions as a human like yeah, exactly yeah. like Alex said then yeah self certain mortgages aren't available but speak to yeah. your accountant the one thing you don't want to do and I'm no SEO specialist but do what they call the old keyword stuffing where you're almost yeah. putting yeah. words in you're just putting in bad credit mortgages aren't very good bad credit mortgage and you're filling it with keywords yeah. because it like Alex said we respond to it as you would don't yeah. do what they call keyword stuffing because it's an old it's an old illegal technique almost isn't it <laughs> illegal not illegal uh, yeah, sorry no, but... you're right yeah but no i love but it should be it should be yeah but it's also yeah. like look it's for google is getting closer and closer to what human google's understanding what humans want and it's getting mm-hmm. closer and closer to it used to be oh we're right for seo we're right for humans but it's getting so close now just right for humans mm-hmm. um and Yes, there is the maybe there's some stuff that someone can refine, but if, if you're doing this yourself and you're in the early stages, it doesn't have to be perfect, it's not going to be perfect, you're not going to rock it up, but at least you've got a load of stuff there that will help. And then you can share this stuff while you're not ranking. This is where social is great because you said earlier the, those questions and those answers, if you you could do a reel per question, and that's mm-hmm. what you can put on your social or like whether it's a quote graphic whatever that's your your social content and so seo and social can work together Mm -hmm. because if someone's searching for these questions on google there'll be people on social that want to know the answer and be interested in that and they won't be actively searching those questions they'll be sat on the sofa watching tv scrolling and thinking yeah i didn't know that yeah. exactly yeah or um, i am wondering can i get a mortgage with a year's account and then mike smith pops up with answering that question so that's really interesting so we've covered um domain we've called authority content and then code which is something code, that yes you need to get a, a developer involved really yeah no absolutely so um so the one thing i would say is i did a reel on this the other day myself and i sort of compared it to like um an f1 car like they did it like michael schumacher didn't take a beautiful car build the engine himself and then say to the engineers, oh, could you optimize this? They work together from the beginning. If you're going to get serious, I wouldn't work with an SEO person that's not built the website because the website is SEO. The code is like one third mm. of the thing. Personally, I I've don't, I don't work with anyone else's code. It's never ended well. It would probably, mm-hmm. because we build so many sites now, it's quicker for us to do it our way in that way um so it loses me business because people are like oh i don't want to do my website again <laughs> but you're honest but, because you'd yeah, rather but there's no point give them there's the no best point getting six months out I mean, that's what's happened before with they've they've sort of said oh will you make an exception for and i've been like yeah okay let's try it and then it hasn't it's never ended well no. it's never ended well um so the code's got to be right so but also, this is not going to um, it's not going to affect the authority too much. So if you if you if you can't afford to use someone, and you're doing everything else on Wix, that content can be copied over from Wix into your new website when you do take SEO seriously. Um, you know that authority will build over time. So it's like it just depends where you are in the journey. If you're right in the early in the minute, 
don't mm-hmm. get too obsessed over it. If you if you haven't if your budget is better spent elsewhere, mm-hmm. don't. But we we always use WordPress because it is open source and we can refine it and there's tools that we can leverage. Um, and there's also there are things like you can do a Google speed test. Google tell you things to fix. So you could, if you've had that's custom, really useful, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, if you've had a custom website built, you could send the do the speed test and send it. But still, they could do all that work and then it not move. So if again, if there's a cost associated with that, is it worth it at this point? If it only really all these things are only really worth it when you've got the authority. Mm-hmm. So for, for me, my ideal client, I spoke to one yesterday actually had a really high authority and they didn't know it and they had a they had a rubbish website. So I now can take that domain because there's loads of authority in it, do the same process mm-hmm. do for everyone else, and it'll work really quickly for them. But like a brand new site or a young site, I can't do that. I can show them what to do to get them ready. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's a bit like a broker with the people that aren't ready for a mortgage. There's things you can very yeah very similar and the good brokers will turn around and say look at the moment it's probably not Mm. best go away and get another year's worth of books and you'll Mm. be in a position where you can get a mortgage with a five percent deposit and if anybody is listening to wants to have a a chat with alex or his team it's you can hear from what he said he had a client come to him and he actually advised him not to do anything right now because it's not beneficial most most of the time (laughs) (laughs) but that but you could have easily taken somebody's money and then six months down the line you've got no results you both of you are frustrated because you've not got the results you wanted and they're not getting the results they're paying for whereas an honest conversation at the beginning would stop all that from happening yeah absolutely i think we've only been able to do that because we've done it we've done it and we've made the mistakes so there are people that we took too early we made the mistake we learned from it and we we slowly like build up this criteria to work with so but yeah no i think there'll probably be people that are listening now that have had a sales call with me and i've said no Mm -hmm. um to them and i will i'm quite happy to speak to uh anyone and i don't i'm not i don't really like sales so i did cringe when you were like oh <laughs> does anyone want to speak to because i don't want to make it sales pitch there is um if as long as you're doing something and and you're you would uh, you might have to buy leads and then yeah because you need to survive and you've got to feed your family and everything so i'm not going to have a go at anyone for buying leads but if you're trying to put things in place to avoid that um and market your own business then i'll we'll do whatever we can to support you and as as you are doing with your podcast trying to help people mm-hmm. promote their business you know so you can listen to our podcast for free you don't yep. need to spend money to get uh help um Ta- but, take all this information that's yeah, out there for yeah, free because so. it think, puts you yeah. in in very good stead. But I've right, we've been on for forty five minutes now, and I know we've covered loads in here. Had, I know. Yeah. I thought I thought you'd be lucky if you only got me for thirty minutes. <laughs> no, that was that was fantastic. And we normally ask the strategy question where we say that you've moved north and you've um, got a laptop, mobile phone, and internet connection. What would you do? But we've talked about everything there. I think from the very beginning, it's building up domain authority if you can by trying to get featured in local and um, national newspapers or getting featured in local ones. Google reviews is huge. Treat your Google My Business like you treat your whole business So keep it updated, ask for reviews, update on socials there. And really just keep on top of the content with your web and uploading posts on your website as blog post form. So those are three things that people can do. And it's not necessarily going to boost you into the stratosphere, but it will help over a sustained period of time, won't it, Alex? 
Absolutely, absolutely. There's this certain like it's that because that the quicker you start building authority through your website. Um, so just having one. So that question, I think when you sent it to me, I was like, just setting up the website would be my first thing mm-hmm. and making sure I have one, even if I don't need it, even if it's not going to get me something immediately. Um, and setting up my Google My Business to start getting reviews uh, as quickly as possible. Um, Fantastic. And I, oh, I can't, I can't stop. <laughs> I was going to say with the, with the reviews. One last thing. One last thing. So with the reviews, I would ask on offer because that's when they're happy. They won't wait till completion. And if there's joint applications, I would ask both uh, partners so you can double up. You know, if you did 25 joint apps and all of them reviewed both partners, you've got 50 Google reviews, which um, is pretty much the tipping point we find for getting really great quality through the site once you've got 50 plus reviews. Fantastic. Alex, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on. As a thank you, we like to donate £10 to a charity of your choice. Which one would you like the donation to go to? Yeah, so a little charity called uh, Street Child United. Um, so they do a homeless children's uh, football World Cup when the oh, awesome. men's uh, football World Cup is on. So they did like Brazil and Russia and everything like that. And they've mm-hmm. started doing um, like cricket as well. But what I loved about them was that they teach these homeless kids. So they've got no passport. The country doesn't sort of want them to almost exist um, but they can represent their country and then they also get taught like public speaking so they can mm. lobby for their own rights um which is i just thought was incredible so it's like that connection you know we're, we're we're part of helping people who have got money get their dream house but i think if there was like a charity that we can help it's around that kind of homeless thing because I always never Mm. know what to do when I see like a homeless person on the street I feel like if I give them money I just feel like I'm just unsure that's the right thing to do which sounds really wrong to say so I've always been conflicted about how to help like homeless and also feel like if we are to give in this industry that that area is a great person I just love you know, I'm into my sport and football as well. And and just the, the things that they would do, it felt like they were doing things that will make a big difference for them. So um, that Fantastic. Is no, lovely idea. Lovely. I'll have a little look at them and we'll make the donation. Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Where can guys get in touch? Where can the guys listening get in touch with you um, social wise? Yes, I'm on, I'm on uh, mainly LinkedIn and Instagram. We did have a Facebook group for... <laughs> we did have a facebook group that we use loads we're just sort of picking up again but i think if you're like linkedin and instagram so you just like alex Curtis on linkedin and then um i've tried to be clever with my social profile so it's insta curtis but it's inst dot a curtis a uh, curtis <laughs> but maybe maybe linkedin just find alex curtis will be <laughs> or the lead engine yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 right alex thanks very much for your time really appreciate it thank you mate it's been a pleasure thank you cheers so thank you very much for listening if you feel this podcast brought you any value at all i'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast little five stars and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.